Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Melting Pot, hosted by J.D. Kuchta. Tune in weekly, every Friday, to hear various sports topics with various guests. You can find weekly episodes wherever you find your podcast, as well as on his website with blog posts going more in-depth with each topic. Take it away, J.D. Looking for a new podcast to listen to? Well, check out Basketball and BS with Jarrett Ray and Chris Donsero. This show is giving you everything NBA on and off the court. So, if you're a basketball fan, go check out Basketball and BS with Jarrett Ray and Chris Donsero. Find Basketball and BS on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to week 12 of the Melting Pot. Sad to say this, but it's the last episode. Mm. How do you feel about that very special recurring guest, Jarrett Ray, here joining me once again? Got NBA on the slate. You having a good day, Jarrett? Uh, it's an okay day. It's an okay day. Smooth, smooth. Glad to be here, though. Glad to be here. All right, we're going to jump right into the talk of the town. Currently ranked at number one, 76ers. Everything starts going well for them as soon as Harden leaves. Is there some coincidence there? Um, I watch a lot of NBA today, and it's not, actually it's not recently. It was a couple of weeks back, but Doc Rivers was talking about how James Harden, it was hard coaching James Harden versus Ben Simmons as far as getting him to play a certain way. And we all know James has played the way he likes playing in Houston. You know, ISO, step back threes, and layups. And now you see 76ers, Tyrese Maxey is kind of – he's always been that guy. But now in a, in a Nick Nurse offense – again, Nick Nurse is the guy that helped Kawhi and the Toronto Raptors win – and Tyrese Maxey's buying into what the coach actually wants him to do versus where James Harden is now in the Clippers. And the Clippers are actually good before he got there, and now he's kind of stagnating them. Like Ka- Kawhi's not even averaging over 16, 20 points anymore now that James Harden's there. So They're on a losing streak right yeah, now, aren't they? very bad losing streak. And so I think that's that's interesting, especially with his latest comments, I am the system. So. He is the system. Are you, I, I don't know if he is the system. We, we see the system mm-hmm. working right now after he left mm-hmm. in Philly. And if he's saying he is the system, Clippers were good previously. He's there now. And it's not working. Is there a Harden curse? I think James Harden is in the same boat as Russell Westbrook was once he was in the Lakers. I think he has to... Figure out a way to change his game just a little bit, especially with him not being as dominant as he once was. You know, everybody's talking about, is James Harden still the same? Obviously, he's not. I mean, he even said that on a couple of occasions when he was in Brooklyn during his tier, uh, tenure in Brooklyn. So, uh, I think, I don't know, it's, it's getting kind of scary because I still like James Harden. And I think if he wants to stick around in this league and make at least half of what he was making when he was a one of the the super max players in the league, I think he has to change his game a little bit. And one of those things I'm hearing is rumored is him coming off the bench for the Clippers for a little bit. What do you off, think about that, GD? Off the bench? I, that's all I've been hearing is – Wait, 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 wait. We're, we're talking about 
James Harden here coming off the bench, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. I, I'm shocked because normally, mm-hmm. you know, he. I'm pretty sure he's accustomed to being that Sorry. superstar mm-hmm. guy who's just like, fuck it, mm-hmm. watch me ball. Yeah. I, I think – I think again I bring up the Westbrook thing and it's like when he was when Westbrook was on the Lakers it was it was terrible for him. He didn't fit around Braun. He played well with AD on the floor, but when AD him and LeBron on the floor it just it didn't mesh. So he goes to the Clippers where Tyloo lets him play his game and Tyloo was a player's coach. He knows how to adjust, he knows how to pretty much make everybody happy. And now you put James Harden in that system where he just came from a a team where where he didn't want to buy into the system and Tyloo implements a system every time for each player to be proficient and good at what they do. I think James Harden, he, he, he might need to sit on the bench for a little bit just until he, one, gets acclimated with the team and the system and the players and get some chemistry. And two, figure out who James Harden is. We've seen Brooklyn 76ers and – now the Clippers and we and still don't know it's it's, it, yeah. it's been a completely different identity of an of a player at mm-hmm. each one of those teams that he's been at. We see OKC James Harden as like holy shit. Mm-hmm. This guy is legit mm-hmm. and the beard fear the beard mm-hmm. was the old saying. Yeah. Do you even fear the beard anymore? I don't think they do. I mean the Celtics literally proved that last year in the playoffs when the 76ers blew a 3-2 lead, literally. And James Harden scored like nine points, went three for – I forgot the exact number, but terrible numbers. I mean, yeah, like I said, James Harden's just got to ch- – I think he has to take a step back. And he has to realize he's not that guy. It's kind of like – it reminds me of when Dwight Howard was getting tossed around the league and he was still trying to be that superstar again. And it's – I don't know, man. It's, he's He's still a good player. I just don't think he's a – 30 and 10 player anymore. I think he's more like 2015. He can still get you 10 assists. So, what are some teams to you that are looking the hottest? We already covered the Sixers. We already know they're the hottest at the moment. Mm -hmm. Any other teams that you feel like? The Denver Nuggets, I think. Dude, hey, what did I call back in the preseason episode? I I thought, honestly, I was like, I don't think. Denver could be a back-to-back team. But then as they started off the season hot, and it, it, the first game I watched, uh, I think they played against the Lakers, and they just didn't lose a step, man. Like, Lakers really just couldn't keep up. No. Lakers could not keep up at all. And Jokic hadn't missed a step. Jamal Murray, like, he was in, he's in the best shape of his life. Michael Porter Jr. doing what he does. KCP. And it, it's almost like, dang. And I look at the rest of the league, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think nobody's stopping that team. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. said it back in the preseason episode, with especially with some of the additions they had, mm-hmm. and then I saw they lost no one in the offseason, just added. Yeah. I mean, they lost Bruce Brown and Jeff Green, which I thought would be like a – I didn't think it would be a, a big thing in the regular season. I thought towards the playoffs they would need somebody to step up in those. But, man, it's – I mean, I'm watching – every game I watch the Nuggets, they're, they're like blow out a team, right? And then they let the team come back within ten, and they don't let after ten. They just go on this another run, like they don't let and, you get. And then they say, "All right, well, hold on, we've been pumping the brakes. Yeah. Let's put our foot back on the gas. Yeah, yeah. not be some stupid drivers." I, honestly, man, I can, I'm going on a leap here. I think they can do a three peat. Three peat. I mean, without injury. I mean, obviously Jamal Murray just got hurt. That's a, that's a neck, but at least it's early in the season. But I think 
they can do a three-peat, bro, because, uh, like I said, these other teams constructed, and we don't know what's going to happen. Like, J- Zach Levine is now open for a trade from the Bulls. But with all these current teams constructed, I don't think any team matches up with them except for Celtics. And I, I still don't even see the Celtics making that making that big of a leap this year, even though they're, like, number one in the East. But I, I mean, with them being number one in the East, though, like, once again, you can't count the Sixers out. Yeah. Tyrese Maxey and um, Joel Embiid, mm. the two of them right now have been a dominating duo right now in mm. that uh, in that Eastern Conference. I mean, Wizards, trash. Yeah. But what did I say about the Timberwolves too, bro? Eight and three so far throughout the season. They got to make a big move, bro. I'm, I'm Dude, still not buying. I'm not buying in. I'm not buying in. They got to make a big move. They're one game behind the Nuggets. That's it. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, I feel like the Wolves this year. I mean, they beat the Warriors, and the Warriors are if are not terrible. They beat the Celtics. They've already beaten the Nugs. One ten to eighty nine. Yeah. I'm still not buying in. I mean, on paper they look good, but once they get down the towards the postseason, they never they always disappoint. And we have to see how healthy Carl and Towns can stay as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it on paper. I like what they have as far as depth. You know, Vanderbilt, Anthony Edwards, Cat, and Rudy Gobert. But dude, but even though they lost to the Suns, Devin Booker came back and had. 31, uh, what was it, 30, 31 points in his return from injury. Mm. Huh? I mean, hmm. I mean, we talk about this on me and Chris uh, Donsero. I'm pretty sure you had him on your show. We talk about this on our um, podcast, Basketball and BS. And we argue about this all the time. It, it, it's kind of, I have the same sense for the Phoenix Suns. You need a point guard, bro. I don't think you can have... Obviously, they got three dominant scorers in Bradley Bill, Devin Booker, and KD. But they don't have a point guard. And D-Book, KD, I and mean, Bradley Bill can go off for 30 and 20 each game. But what happens in the postseason when you have to slow things down? You need somebody to facilitate, playmake, and get those guys going. Other than them just going isolation and getting themselves going. Anthony Edwards. He's averaging 5.2 assists a game. Yeah. As a shooting guard. But how long does that go, though? Does Rudy Gobert still keep his engine going? Does Cat stay out of foul trouble, stays healthy, and keeps doing it? It's, it's, it's kind of like the, I'm, not, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to rain on no, the no, parade, no, 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 but no. we've just seen this over and over and over again. It's more like – I mean, once again, still very early in the season. Mm-hmm. We haven't even reached halfway point yet. Mm-hmm. We, we, we can see how some things go on a little bit later, but I mean – And I'm with you. I, I think Ant-Man – everybody's talking about Ant-Man is the next thing next to MJ, especially after that USA performance. Dude, Anthony Edwards coming off coming out of one year at Georgia, mm-hmm. the University of Georgia, not a historic basketball school, mm-hmm. and we talked about it preseason episode. Kids coming into out of the draft, not honing their craft. He's an exception. I feel like that man has been honing his craft, leading, currently leading the Timberwolves in points with twenty six point three points per game average, mm-hmm. and then assists per game with five point two. Mm. Yeah, he's a dog, and, and only three and a half turnovers. He's a dog, man. I, 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 
a lot of people are speculating that he'll probably be the next superstar soon to be asked for a trade or go somewhere that should win. I honestly don't think he has to. I think I honestly think Timberwolves have what they have. I think they need a new coach. I think they're like they're in the same predicament as the Cavs. They, they got a new nice, coach, I'm pretty sure. They do? Yeah. Let me see. Oh, I think they did. But they, I, they I fired their old ago. coach yeah. over nah. They Dang. over the summer in August. Oh, that was it. So that was this summer. Yeah. I remember coach firing, but I don't And then they come they cleaned house staff wise and brought in a whole new staff. Mm. Now they're they're actually doing really good. Mm. I wanna say they're like second in the West. Third in the West. Yep. Behind the Mavs. That's another great team who's on a hot streak, uh, too. As much as I love Luka Doncic and I really love Kyrie Irving, I still don't see that. It's Again, it's it's how these teams are built and how, what I see going towards the postseason. Again, NBA trade um, deadline is until, like, March, April, so we yeah. never know. But, again, I've seen the Mavs play against the Denver Nuggets, and they just got – and that's their only competition, honestly. Yeah. That's the only competition going, going into the playoffs. So. rolled. Yeah, they got – Stepped on, curb stomped. Yeah, and <laughs> as much as I love Jason Williams as a coach and a player when he once played in this league, but putting Grant Williams at the five against Jokic isn't going to help you, bro. You, we've seen too many. Te- I mean, the Clippers tried that. They tried to put PJ Tucker at the five against Jokic when they played against the Nuggets, and it didn't. Like, you can't go small ball against Jokic. Jokic will literally just stand over yeah. you, grab the ball, and then proceed to big body you. Exactly. So, again, I. All these teams look nice, and what they're doing early in the season is pretty good. But, ah, man, the Nuggets just cancel everything out. They just cancel everything out. They, you, you say they cancel everything out, but they got some competition in the Timberwolves, bro. You really think so? You must be a Timberwolves fan. No, my uh, sister is a Timberwolves nah, fan, so I got to gotta root for it a little bit. Yeah. But uh, Knicks are kind of surprising a little bit. Sitting in the middle of the Atlantic, but I mean, look at who you have in the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. That's a tough division. I think the Knicks, Celtics, Sixers, Nets, and Raptors, and they're currently six and five, mm. only three games back. Mm. I think the Knicks are always an iffy team. Uh, they just need I, they need to get rid of Julius Randle and get two other stars. I just don't know what it is. But keep Jalen Brunson. Maybe get another star. Maybe not two. Knicks are always in that talk of what can because they're all. I think beginning last of the year, year though they are, and mm-hmm. then like middle of the season, no one is ever talking about the Knicks. Honestly, I think last year they had a pretty good season until they ran into the Heat. I mean, they beat the Cavs. Well, I had the Cavs going to the Eastern Conference. You did. I had the Cavs. That was my dark. They're still my dark horse team if they can get it. Again, I think the Cavs are in the same. Like I said, in the same vicinity of the Timberwolves. They just need a different coach. Which you said Timberwolves have a new coach now, so I, I guess that pertains to their winning. Yeah. But Cavs, they have it all, man. I mean, they have a young core, n- young, nice core, too. Two superstars, a Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, up-and-coming star, and Evan Mobley. Jared Allen is a young – one of those centers you just don't see. He's like one of those 90 centers. He's willing to get dunked on as far as long as he's trying to, you know, get blocks and – Getting the pain, and he's unselfish. So, well, I, I mean, they—they they actually, I will say, back to the Timberwolves real quick. They do have a pretty good point guard in Mike Conley. Mm, yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll see how he goes, but like this team on paper, actually, it's nice. 
And you have Nall? Yeah. I think, is Nas still, is he healthy? Or is he? Is he uh, that's a good question. That's how much time I saw him. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's active. Oh. Uh, so far this season, uh, five points, 1.8 rebounds, 2.4 assists. Oh. He's not playing too good. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, you know, was injured for a little bit. And I think they have another center, uh, nice another center, a young center that they brought upon that they brought over the summer. Man, the thing that hurt them though was losing D. Russ. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Like you comparing, I mean, um, talking about how Mike Conley. Mike Conley's a solid point guard, but I think Dela was their guy. And now I see, well, from what I've heard, I haven't. I don't watch as much Minnesota games as I should. But from what I've seen from their offense, as far as I think they just needed a new coach, man. I don't think they should have got rid of D'Lo. I think that was a pretty good backcourt. D'Lo, Anthony Edwards. Then you got Carl and Rudy Gobert in your in your um, front court. So, I, I, as much as I like, as much as Rudy Gobert is good, mm. he's eating so much of that salary mm. that they could use to sign significantly better, better people. I think they did a good job of getting Kyle Anderson. Uh, Nas Reed, they still, they, I think they max him out. Shake Milton was a pretty decent pickup. Honestly, I kind of like. I think they need maybe one more point guard. Like I was, they've guy. got a lot of small forwards, power forwards, and shooting guards. They they could use one more because like your backup one is Jordan McLaughlin. And I like Jordan McLaughlin. I actually I actually follow him on Instagram. I seen him a couple because when I actually used to watch Minnesota's when Golden State was on that run in twenty twenty or 2021, I believe, when they won the NBA Finals. And Jordan McLaughlin's a, a decent point guard. I think he just needs more playing time, honestly. Think he needs to develop a little bit more? I think he's got it. I think he's needing more playing time, honestly. He's a, he's a pretty good defender. He was actually their best defender at the times I've seen them uh, play against Golden State. I mean, right now, well, it also doesn't help that he's hurt. Yeah. He's ruled out at the moment. Um, So we'll see. Let's see how that goes. We're going to take a short break. And when we are back, we're going to break down the in-season tournament, the quarterfinals, semifinals, and the championship and who we've got going into it. Looking for a radio show? Well, I know a really good one, and it's... Tune in to Wake Up with J-Ray and A-B every Friday morning at 9 sharp for the latest world news, celebrity gossip, and the hottest hip-hop and R&B hits you could ever ask for. So be sure to check out Wake Up every Friday morning only on WPCZ, LPFM, Demers, Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont University. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Melting Pot, week 12. Last one, sadly, Jarrett Ray, me, J.D. Kuchta. We are back to talk about some in-season tournament stuff. Apparently, it returns on the 17th, uh, or it returned on the 17th of November uh, with 11 more games. Um... Jared, how do you feel about this? It's stupid. Uh, it reminds me of 
the year before last or last year when they added that stupid Eastern Conference MVP, Western Conference MVP. I think they called one of them the Magic, and the other one was like Larry. It's like, dude, what are we having an in-season tournament for? Like, what the fuck is the point of it? Yeah. Like, does it – like, I know it matters for record yeah. and, like, regular season, but, like, what, what – like, why? You're crowned in-season tournament champion and you get, like, a cash incentive. I don't think that's going to motivate the players to to. I don't even know what the point of it is. Is it to get? Is it for the? I know obviously most of it is for the entertainment of the of the uh, viewers. But new courts, like the new courses, I like. I kind of like. I, I kind of the only thing I fuck with about this whole entire thing would be the new courts. Mm-hmm. Other than that, wh- yeah. What's the like, point? What's the point? I mean, we can we can piggyback off of what Dame said in one of his latest post game interviews. You want to roll that clip for me, <laughs> my boy? Let me see if I can find it. Damn, the Knicks took a lead in the last minute there. That is what he said. It's your first in-season tournament when you unveiled these new fancy courts. What's the experience been like so far playing in the tournament game? It's weird because the energy, you can tell it's like something is happening. But it's new, so I'm not really sure what the hell is going on. Like what? I don't really know what what's going on, so... You know something is going on. It seems like a moment. The court, you know, the uniforms, TV game and all that. But nobody really, I don't think nobody really know what's going on. So we just, you know, we just trying to get to Vegas. Period. At least you got the win. So congratulations. See, like, yeah. e- even there, like, th- that's coming from that's coming from a player. player. Yep. Even he don't know what the hell is going on yep. when it comes to this in-season tournament. And I'm, I'm reading the comments under the videos, and he said, and someone is saying, uh, Dame really spoke what everybody is feeling. We don't know what's going on, like, but we just going with the flow. It's <laughs> coming from fans. So. Like e- even even me, who's someone who doesn't follow the NBA too much, like you know, like imagine to put this in perspective. Mm-hmm. Imagine college football doing an in season tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this is like hockey mm-hmm. doing an in season tournament. This is like baseball doing a middle-of-the-season tournament. Think about, like, if, if you're a sports fan, think about how dumb this sounds. Yeah. I, I get it promotion-wise. You're just trying to figure out how to make the game more entertaining, but this is not it. Uh, I would rather you tweet the All-Star game or something. Like, like, like for example, I know a lot of people have been saying this for years. They should bring a one-on-one tournament. And, like, use the top five players and do, like, a one-on-one tournament during the All-Star Weekend. Then, not even during All-Star Weekend. Do it at this time. Yeah. Or, like, or even, even hell, if we're trying to make it more mm-hmm. entertaining, mm-hmm. Why, don't we, why not two All-Star games? Yeah. Why does there only have to be one All-Star game? Mm-hmm. Why not break the season into two halves? Mm-hmm. First half, second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Make an All-Star tournament there. Mm-hmm. But... There, here comes the NBA. Got to make everything difficult. Yeah, uh, I just, I don't like it. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I just don't like it. I don't see the point of it. I, nobody's playing for this. I think it's just it, everybody's playing for Larry O'Brien. Let's just be honest. This doesn't move anybody. It's just like the 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 Western and Eastern Conference. Obviously, is to it's to decipher who plays who in the finals. But people like Jimmy Butler said last year. He doesn't really care about the Easter Conference Finals. The Larry O'Brien is what's important. You just got to get to the Easter Conference Finals to get to the Finals. So I just don't like it, JD. I'm not gonna lie. Just, I don't like it pointless. either. It's very pointless. Mm. Well, 
Thank you, Jarrett, for joining me on the final episode of The Melting Pot. Uh-huh. Hopefully, once I'm graduated, I can keep this uh, podcast going. It'll be something a little fun to do. It's a cool podcast, man. I, th- I hope you do keep it on. I'm, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Uh, this has been J.D. Kuchta. Thank you for tuning in throughout this 12-week episode series of The Melting Pot. Peace. You've been listening to The Melting Pot, where you can find various guests and sports topics on a weekly basis. Remember, you can find each episode wherever you get your podcast and on JD's website with blog posts corresponding to each episode. See you next Friday.